Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Episode 94 is underway. I am, of course, in the mouth of Michigan, Ron Medica. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Cell, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's back from vacation. How was your vacay, buddy? It was good. It was good. I got a comment on our YouTube channel from our last episode where I broke down the Lions. Not about anything in the content. They just really didn't like my hat because apparently my Michigan hat's a little... A little dingy, apparently. Oh, okay. So somebody said I need to wash my hat, so that's why I'm wearing lions today. Yeah, you know, just in case that certain guy is wa- watching today, <laughs> I changed my hat, so I don't feel better about it. But <laughs> I, I got the I got the notification. I was like, um, thank you. Like I don't know. Like I'm like I like the hat. What's wrong with the hat? Like geez, I'm. Right. Might have to get a new Michigan hat. <clears throat> uh, apparently, yeah. I don't know when they actually start playing well. Maybe I'll go buy one. Um, but when so, they start playing. In general, in general, right? Yeah, exactly. Which which could be soon. Could which, be. which could be soon. But this week, Mike, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to preview week one. We're not going to give predictions, obviously, because by the time you guys hear this episode, uh, the game's allowed to be done. Um, but I, we're just going to talk about general what we want to see out of some certain teams, especially some Super Bowl contenders. We're obviously, like I talked about last week, we're going to talk AEW's All Out show from two weeks ago, as well as WWE's Payback show. We're also going to be talking some NBA playoffs because we kind of have a rough idea what the Eastern and Western Conference final matchups are going to look like. So we're going to preview those as well. Lots of big stuff to go over. So let's jump right in, though, Mike. Um, to the NFL stuff here, obviously Lions, Bears are are, are going to be the week one action. I'm not going to talk about that at depth, but I do want to ask you this though, regardless of wins and losses here for a second, right? What do you want to see out of this Detroit Lions team? I broke down the roster pretty much position by position last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I'm not going to say that I love where this roster is at. There's definitely some holes, right? But there's holes on every roster, right? Like we can, you know, and we'll talk about some of that here in a minute, but. Um, what do you want to see out of this team? Because week one has been a mixed bag under Patricia. Week one, two years ago, was an absolute cluster bleep. The second week started out great. I'm doing backflips, and then they completely collapse. Yeah, exactly. So, like, what do you want to see out of this team early on, knowing that we haven't had preseason, but they're playing a very winnable game against the Bears. Yeah. So, what did what did you what do you want to see out of this team in the first? I guess I'll say couple weeks to kind of. Yeah, give ourselves a long way. It. Yeah, um, I would love my number one high priority is I would love to see the defense actually like Gonna not stop. be visible. Yeah, for um, a game. Yeah. or two or three or maybe sixteen. That'd be also <laughs> be helpful too. That was great. <laughs> you know, just a quick sixteen. Yeah, just fine. a quick little sixteen yeah. this year. Yeah, um, because Plus one uh, more maybe. <laughs> Uh, because I th- I I don't have any problem with most of the offense. I still yeah. think there are some holes in the offensive line. Yes. But I get I could take one one or two bad offensive linemen if you know you have a good quarterback, a couple good depth running back positions, mm-hmm. and a pretty solid wide receiving core with one really good tight end. Mm-hmm. I could take all of that with one or two missing offensive line pieces. I think that you have in there. Yeah. Um. But the defensive side is really where I need to see. I think your secondary. Yeah. I think I think my worry. Is because I would say I love what our secondary looks like, but last year I said I love what our defensive line looked like. Absolutely, that that's, was, that's a great point, right? Because we talk about okay, got Mike Daniels, got some pieces, and, and it's it, come. It was a complete disaster. Yeah. So right. So on paper, it looks like the secondary is good, but I'm really looking to Keenan because I think this has the potential to be a very good, like a top ten, maybe not something. Top like twelve secondary in the league probably like a top third yes. of the league in the yes. secondary positions. Yes. So I I would look to that's like my number one keen eye right. is is the secondary good because if the front seven 
is I think is a lot weaker than what the secondary is. Yeah. But if the front seven can, you know, maybe get a little bit of pressure in, but if in your man zero coverage that they play, <laughs> if all the secondary plays really well, then I think that you can We're have... You're in really good shape, for sure. In, you're in good shape. I will say that there is also a key, and I mentioned this last week on the show with the linebacker play, because, you know, Unlin <laughs> is calling the plays, right? It's still Patricia's scheme, right? Mm-hmm. But I do think that... They are definitely going to be mixing in a lot more blitzes with the linebackers because they because they kept so many of them, right? Like, I mean, they kept like seven or eight linebackers, so that's that's a lot, you know. Even if you have a couple guys that are maybe playing on special teams, right? You know, you've got Reggie Raglan, you've got Jared Davis, Tavai, Christian Jones, um, you know, just to name a few of the yeah. Jamie Collins, the biggest the biggest one of them all, right? Like, you've got a lot of guys that are all going to say significant snaps this, you know, mm-hmm. in the next coming week, couple weeks here. Um, I'm expecting a lot of that, and I think, to your point, I think it's going to help the secondary because I think that is where they have tried to build some sort of strength on this team is in the back end because of the amount of man coverage that they play. Yeah, I'm also very interested to see where the linebackers are out in certain packages Yes, because you don't have... I don't think the one thing I can guarantee you is Jamie Collins will play every freaking snap as long as, oh, 100%. as, long as he's healthy. Is he, is he is he more of the edge rusher in the three four? Is he playing the middle in the three four? He's not. I don't think he ever truly plays like the middle middle. I think he's always either he's an outside guy. Yeah, so but he, I think yeah, but I don't. But he's he's also he drops back, but he also pass rushes. I mean, he had eight sacks last year, yeah. but he also had a couple picks. So that's the I think that's where they like him is like it's like the one guy on the field where. Okay, are you covering a tight end? Yeah. Are you covering the running back? Or are you coming after the quarterback? I think he's the he's their multifaceted he's guy that they wanted around. Jared Davis to potentially be, who I anticipate will no longer be in pass coverage anymore, but will definitely be blitzing a lot. I was going to say, I would love Jared Davis to be the other. I think outside, he's. I wouldn't be shocked to see him as the new where Kennard was from a Jack perspective. Yeah, where that's he, what I thought. But not was. putting his hand to the ground, just yeah. going. Mm-hmm. And, and that's going to be until Aquara, our third-round pick, kind of comes into his own a little bit. And I think that's where Aquara is going to be is where Kennard was. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. I was just, that, that's also my second big question yeah. point is right. I want to see, like in a nickel package where you only have two linebackers, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. I'm I like, would... you're probably having Jamie Collins and Tavai, yes. but is there a chance you have a Jerry Davis out there yeah. or do you have a right. you know, right. Reggie Raglan out there? Mm-hmm. for whatever you know I, I, mean? like, I would I honestly I could maybe see even like a, a Tavai and like a Raglan and then you've got you know Collins on the outside with with flowers right you know yeah, or exactly. you move them in because and I think another person that's really key to what they're going to have to do early on in this season I mean I went over to part of the schedule you know you play the Bears not the best offensive team but then you've got Green Bay you've got Arizona and you've got New Orleans those are all pretty darn good offenses at yeah. least on paper right so you have to be multiple and you got to be able to shake things up and Deshaun Hand I think is going to play a big part in that because he can play both he can play dn he can play d tackle and i think they have to leverage some of those you know what i mean and i also think trey flowers being 100 healthy at the beginning of the year yeah. we saw last year he kind of started to come on back half of the year when we were already kind of like well stafford's out so it doesn't matter but he began to play like we thought he was going to play so yeah. i think that's going to be another key as well um i want to switch to another team for you we already saw the chiefs right they, they clearly there's no super bowl hangover for them whatsoever um, but I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about Houston here for a second because I didn't think Deshaun Deshaun Watson looked particularly great uh, in that. Um, for teams like Houston, Tennessee, I'm not going to talk Baltimore. I'm going to talk Baltimore in a second. But some of these teams that were like kind of in it at the end, right? Mm-hmm. That maybe necessarily I don't know if they quote unquote improved. I know the tech, Tennessee just signed Clowney, but Clowney is not going to be no. what he's going to need to be week eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, right? So. 
I mean, for a couple of these AFC teams that are people are expecting to be there, Buffalo is another one. I mean, are you are looking to see like, okay, there's no drought and there's a continuous steady improvement, or do you think that there's going to be kind of a step back and we're going to see maybe a couple other teams kind of be like, no, 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 maybe this is our time in the first couple weeks here, and maybe some of these teams that we didn't expect to be there at the end, mm-hmm. kind of regression to the mean is what I'm asking basically. Oh, um, no, I don't. Th- I at least some of the teams you mentioned, yeah. I don't think. I think the Texans, if you're going to name a team, will be the team that regresses back because yeah. I think they lost. A lot in yeah. the offseason to the point where I don't even think they missed DeAndre outs- Hopkins hell of a lot. Outside of um, Deshaun Watson, I don't think that team has much of anything really going on with it. They don't yeah. have a good receiving core. Um, they have not really good running game and not a good defense. They have, they're, they're probably the third best team in that division, uh, to be honest. Wow. Um, hot takes right here. People always go with the hot hand on quarterbacks. That's why they always look at teams and they go, okay, well. Oh, well, yeah. You know. I mean, I mean, you could have the best quarterback and have literally the worst roster, and yeah. then it kind of makes up for it. It's true. Um, just look at Sam Darnold, obviously. <laughs> <It's the man. laughs> uh, but I don't think, going back to the question, yeah. I don't think a lot of the teams um, will regress too far back. I don't I think I don't think you've really seen what Buffalo can truly do yet because they added like a stuff on Very Diggs, excited for that. You know, I don't I think the Steelers will just only get better because yeah. I think you're getting, you know, a, a, your quarterback back, you're getting your receivers back. Like you had literally no offense last year and relied on the defense and went eight and eight, almost nine and seven made the playoffs. Right. So I think there are some of these teams that actually are just gonna be better. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. I, but I don't think a lot of the teams regress yeah. back. I think a lot for of them sure. are just gonna get better. Yeah. At least on the AFC side. I think the NFC side could be a little different. But Yeah, I got you. For sure. And that's you know, and that's the thing too, because in these first couple weeks, there's gonna be a lot of hot takes thrown around, right? Like oh, if yeah. Baltimore comes out and they score twelve points this week, everyone's gonna be like, Well, what's going yeah, on with Lamar? Right, you know what I mean? So it's just what I you know, in these first couple weeks, unless you're a Lions fan, because I do feel like because we are so local, we're right up against it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like you feel that pressure. I feel like a team like Atlanta is also in that same kind of boat oh, yeah. where there's these te- these first couple of games are like paramount that they have to look good and they let me. Not I'm not saying undefeated, but they need to look competitive and competent and not continuously having the same problems that we've had the last couple of years. Yeah, I think I think this year you'll see a lot more week one, week two upsets. Only yes. to the point where you one you didn't have any preseason, yeah. So now you don't have the tape. Talk so to me, like, talk to me about that though, right? Because there's no preseason. What are your thoughts on on them? You know how how are you expecting? Is it because you're going to see these week one upsets because there's no preseason? Like, well, I think I think it's one like like say someone like Seattle Seahawks versus right. Atlanta, right? I think right. that's a perfect example where you would go in knowing if you had preseason and everything was the same, you'd go Seattle's probably going to be a when strong that, favorite. Yeah, right. But then you go, but you haven't seen a single thing Atlanta's done. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's gotten in a whole new league of guys in yep. here. You have yep. a good receiving core. You don't know how Matt Ryan's going to play. So they could just come out and score 31 points and you just go, where did this team come from? Right. And kind of like shock you and put you on your heels a little bit kind of thing. Yep. So I think there are a lot of those matchups where it's just kind of, like Miami against the Patriots. No one knows what the Patriots are going to be. No one knows. You yeah. assume, right. you know, you got Bill Belichick, you know, Cam you got there. Newton's there, you have a yep. good quarterback. You, they're still going to be good, but Miami could just go, yeah, and we're going to put 40 on you because you right. lost all the... Like, you, no one really knows week one, so I, I, I would bet a lot more of the... If you're a betting person, I would yep. bet a lot of the spreads that are like plus four and a half to this team because I'm like, yeah, you could... If someone wins, it might be pulling out a late... A field, like goal. A field goal, a field goal or something, goal. right? And absolutely. you can cover some spreads or something. Yeah, so and that's interesting. That is extremely. It's a it's a great point because of the amount of turnover that happens in this league every year, right? Mm-hmm. Around thirty percent of the uh, of rosters over overhauled, right? Yeah. At some point during the year, right? And I think a team like Seattle, you make a great point. 
you know, we don't really know what Atlanta's going to be. I wasn't necessarily thrilled with their draft. I don't think anybody in Atlanta no. really was either, you know, but Julio's healthy, Matt Ryan, it, it, former league MVP. Like, there's things that they could do where you go, okay, is Todd Gurley going to be effective in any sort of way? Exactly. You know, like, there's some question marks with them. Seattle's another team, too, where, you know, we talked about them at the beginning of the year where you said, you know, and I'm in total agreement with you, like, they, they should be Super Bowl contenders this they year, should be. honestly, right? The way Russell Wilson's playing, the way that offense is set up, they, they have options, right? But... And then you go to this and you go, but I don't know what this pass rush is going to look like. You don't have Clowney anymore. You yeah. can't. A lot of people could not name who their defensive line is right now. So there's 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 question marks all over the place. Give me a team for you in the first couple, first quarter of the season, first four weeks yeah. that is going to outside of uh, maybe give me a surprise team because you can obviously say, well the Chiefs may go four and all right, no. but. Is there a team for you that maybe we're not talking about enough, or maybe national media is that we've kind of been on for a minute that could be a team that you go, they could be three and one, four and zero after the first quarter of this season. Is there a team for you that where you're just like you don't know it yet, like people don't maybe not see it, but one, if everything kind of comes together, this team could be really deadly. I had one, and then somebody got hurt, so. <laughs> Okay. I was gonna say I had this question in my head over okay. last week. I was gonna say Denver for this, but with Von Miller, but Von Miller and Bradley Chubb yeah. both. Von Miller's out for the year. Bradley Chubb's still not a hundred percent. He may not even play for the first couple weeks. I'm like, man, where is their pass rush gonna be? I know they got Jarrell Casey, but that's one guy, you know. And I even like their secondary, and I'm like, but man, if they have like a Lions situation where you consistently have to cover for the entire time, that's a scary proposition. So I don't know if I don't have a team necessarily because I think teams like Buffalo, they win the playoffs last year. So I don't think they're necessarily a shocker team. Is there a team for you that you're like under the radar that maybe people are expecting to be 6-10? and Okay, so I have two teams that kind of come to mind. Okay. So the the first team I'm going to name I don't think is a big shock to people. Mm -hmm. I think the second team might be more. Yeah. The first team I think is Arizona. Okay. Just because they got a lot better, but I do think there was some I do media like coverage on them and people high, high, on, high them. on them. Yeah. But they also play in the division with the Niners and the Seahawks. So yeah. I think and the Rams. Too. And the like, Rams. I, I think the Rams are the fourth best team, but I don't think the Rams are a two and fourteen team. Yeah. No, they're a very way. good yes. team. So they're probably like six and ten, seven and nine in that yeah. range probably. But Arizona to me, I'm like, I think they could be a lot better than what people think. Yeah. I also think um, the Colts. Could be a lot better than what people think because yeah. I think I think they have a solid um, offense. I think they're probably the best offensive line in football. Mm-hmm. They have a good one-two running attack game with uh, Marlon Mack and then Jonathan Taylor that they drafted. Very excited to see yeah. some of these young running backs. Yeah. The first couple. You weeks. have your guy Paris Campbell's on that team. They utilized him a little more. Maybe yeah. they could be good. And then I think that defense is good enough against that division where you're going to play Jacksonville and Texans yeah. twice, mm-hmm. four times total. Mm-hmm. I think that you could start off. I wouldn't be shocked to be like, oh, they're three and one. Wow. Right. Okay. Right. Cool. Philip Rivers is just being okay. Like yeah, as long as Philip Rivers doesn't turn the ball over many times, yeah, I think he could be solid yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's, that's not probably a, my team. That's uh, one that's that's kind of flying under the radar because that defense is very underrated. Right. Yeah. They've got some young pieces there. Um, I love I love what they're going to do. Uh, I think with with the run game, I do think yeah. that they're going to want to run the ball quite a bit. What happened? I think you just got like a stroke of no, either no, no, genius. No, no. I, was, or like, I was trying to think if there's any other teams that yeah. I think that way, but I don't think there is. I think the I think it's hard sometimes to pick a true NFC team that's like flying under the radar because the NFC look at it, you go the very it's very top heavy, it and is. then after that it's like. Yeah, How can you argue yeah. some of these teams? Yeah, there's you know? nine or ten teams, and I'm like, 
could potentially are, fill those seven making, spots. Making seven spots here. Right. But then I'm like, there's like the drop-off where you have like the six bottom teams. Where I'm right. Like, yeah, you're you're like, okay, Washington's going to be pretty bad. Washington, yeah. Giants, and right. those teams are that's it's it's an, it's going to be an extremely interesting first couple weeks because I do think you're going to see teams that are are ready to go. That's why I'm so paramount on this first game against the Bears or was when you guys hear this is because it, 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 they need to get off to a good start, right? Like the the first four games, I mean, if you're one and three, oh boy, you know, even if the schedule does lighten up after that, you're really putting yourself behind the eight ball a little bit. Um, so I'm very excited. Give me give me one game or give me give me one person to watch. One person. Give me to one watch. person. Is there is there a rookie or like? Don't give me Russell Wilson because I know this. Because I, go <laughs> like, um, um, I could say Matt, I'm going to watch Matt Stafford because I think he's going to be on fire. Yeah. But give me a guy to watch who maybe people should be watching that maybe aren't you know because they're locally sourced or whatever. Here, here's the hard thing about that is watch Tom Brady. That's a great That's one. That's a great uh, one for you gotta, sure. You yeah. Watch Tom Brady. He's on a new team. Um, new coaching staff, new every. He's got to learn a whole new. system. And they play a big game and they against play a game the Saints at four thirty on on Sunday. What it is Sunday? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's obviously going to be game of the week. It's like the biggest game. Yeah. Probably right. today. Um. Or yeah, sure. I guess if you watch it, yeah, sure. Um. But it's it's going to be a huge game, and it's going to be. Super I'm excited. I'm excited for next week's show because I do think we need to go back and look back at some of these games and just be like, okay, like it, like if the Bucks get blown out. Yeah. Exactly. It's like week one. You're like. Oh, but the if, like because Mike Evans is out. I know, but so. if like, but if Brady throws for three hundred yards and three touchdowns or something, yeah, you're like, like, wait, hold on, oh, what were we missing last right. year? And Fournette goes for a hundred because you know yeah. he's out of Jacksonville now. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to say the least for sure. Um, it's extremely exciting that you know the new season is upon us. Um. I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm nervous. I'm freaking out a little bit. If you're a Lions fan, you're probably like me because you know this game against the Bears. I don't want to say it's a must win, but damn, is it close? Because I haven't been able to sleep. Let me put it that way for the last couple days. It's been a rough. It's been a rough, rough go. Um, also, real quick before we go to break, I do want to ask you this: if it's coming regarding the Lions, thoughts on AP signing? Uh, I think it helps a lot. Yeah. That's all I was saying. That's it. That's it for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I mean it. It gives depth. DeAndre Swift's been having problems, yeah, um, with injury stuff or whatever, and Carrion has injury problems in the past. So I think having three running backs for depth wise that I think could actually compete and be good running backs, yeah. I think will help because if and they're all injury riddled. Like AJ Pierce is also injury riddled. Yeah, but hopefully, like not all three are hurt at the same time. Like, hopefully, you get like a rotation <laughs> got, of them. He's out. It's all good. Send him out there. Yeah, exactly. send the next guy out. Like I'm hoping that that's more of what the case is. Yeah, I just want to because and I hope he goes for like 400 yards against the Vikings. Oh my gosh, how awesome would that be? That's funny. I had an, I had a conversation with uh, with a buddy of mine, and he was like, you know, I I expect carry on an AP this first week here. Obviously, you guys will be able to tell me if I'm wrong when you guys hear this, but he's basically said, like, they'll probably each have, like, 15 carries with Swift being there on third down. I go, if they run the ball 30 times against Chicago, that means the offense was moving the ball really well. Because yeah. when's the last time you saw a Lions offense run the ball 30 times in a game? I go, they only get 60 offensive snaps. Like, yeah. how... <laughs> I mean, there knows what, there's no... They would love to do that, but yeah. there's a very minimal chance that Stafford's not throwing the ball 38 times you know, the first couple of weeks, but it's just something, you know, and for me, you know, because we're such, we're, we're, we're so in it, right. And it's always, you know, it's one of those things where it's a very Detroit thing to have a guy like this come in now, right. Mm-hmm. When he's, you know, 35 or whatever, but if he can have an Anquan Bolden type of year for us, you know, where he yeah, was just super complimentary and just was, you know, was effective. I, I think that's going to be awesome. And two, 
if if you're a fan of football, and especially if you're a fan of Lions, considering that this guy basically torched our ass for like eight years and just basically ran it down our throats and had no problems doing it for forever, it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to see a guy like Adrian Peterson, a future Hall of Fame guy, to be like, oh yeah, remember when he played for the Lions for like a season or two or yeah. what have you? And, you know, like that to me is such a small world kind of moment. You mm-hmm. know, it's like if Aaron Rodgers came and played for us for a season and you're like... Do I like Aaron Rodgers now? Like, you know what I yeah. mean? It's one of those things where, like, he's like the bane of your existence for so long, and now he's on your team. And you're like, I guess I have to like him. Go for... Peterson. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's super cool as a as a diehard Lions guy, knowing that every time we played him, I'm like, all right, well, you're not stopping AP. Thank God they've got Christian Ponder at quarterback or whatever they used to have. But it's gonna be extreme. It's gonna be fun for sure, nonetheless. And Go Lions, I guess, because scary. All right, after the break, we're going to be talking some wrestling action, and we've got some NBA playoff talk to get into. Mike's pretty excited to do that. So we're going to do all that stuff after the break. Stick around. Hey, guys, the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke here. Episode 94, currently underway. Thank you so much for being here. Episode 100 is right around the corner, so set it now. Be ready. Six weeks from today is going to be episode 100. I know it's exciting. It's ready to go. Me, Mike, Kyle, the rest of the staff here at I'm Always Right Sports Podcast are extremely excited about it. We appreciate all the support. The best way you can to support the show is by doing two things. Number one, go to YouTube, go to the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast channel, and click that subscribe button. Make sure you never miss an episode. Number two, go to belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm Always Right PC.com and go ahead and go and buy the official. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast shirt. There will be new merchandise. I know I keep talking about it. I know I keep saying it, but I promise you it's coming sooner rather than later. And if you're as fed up with Detroit sports radio talk as I am and the rest of us here are, the ticket, then I think you're really going to like the next couple shirts we have dropping because um, I personally had some hand in in designing them. So it's it's good times all the way around here. And Mike's snarking at me right now because he knows I'm being ridiculous, but it's all good. But... Once again, thank you so much for the support. Now here's part two of episode 94. And welcome back to part two of episode 94 of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Let's jump right in here, Mike. I want to talk some wrestling news. I've been sitting on this for a week or two. AEW's All Out show. We got WWE Payback to go over. Let's talk Payback first, just real quick. There's not a lot to go over with this. I just want to talk about the main event. The rest of the show is not noteworthy at all. Don't waste your time. Main event, though, Roman Reigns gets the Universal title. He gets the win there. Um, He shows up with, like, a minute and a half left in the match. And spears a couple people, hits a couple people with some chairs. And then he wins it. He gets the title. Um... Thoughts on Roman, the new heel thing. I'm really excited for Roman to be a heel. I like that fact. And they're really slowly doing it, as you can tell, over the last couple weeks since mm-hmm. then, you know, where he's just kind of like, hey, we're still family, bro, but at the same time, I'm going to beat the crap out of you. Like, you know, yeah. so it's like one of those things. Um, thoughts on, on the match, on the title change. I know a lot of people are kind of complaining that The Fiend only gets a one-week title reign, blah, blah, blah. Um, thoughts on Roman? Yeah, uh, thoughts on the on the switch? Um, favor? Yes? No? Maybe so? Um, I will go with. I'm in favor of the result. I didn't yeah. like the match though. Yeah, and that's kind of like I, I thought it was just kind of gimmicky and kind of dumb that mm-hmm. he came in with like a minute left in the match. Like it wasn't even like a money in the bank type mm-hmm. situation. It was just I signed the contract 25 minutes into this match and then run out to win it. Yeah. Like. 
kind of thing where I think. <laughs> why doesn't everybody do that? Yeah, I know. I was like, why does literally <laughs> anybody on the earth do that? But because you know you elimination that. chamber. I will sign it when there's only one person left. Thank yeah, you. exactly. Thank and you. Now I'm in the elimination chamber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or the rumble. It's yeah. like make me number thirty, or so I'm not signing this contract. Yeah. I'm number three. Okay, cool. And yeah. sign it. All right. And I will wait till everyone's eliminated before. Yeah, I and then I will run out. As, as there's one person saying, looking like you're about to be the winner, and I'll just throw you out. Right. Um. Yeah. So that was my gripe with it, but I'm cool with the outcome in general. Yeah. Um. I I kind of wish that the week before they didn't take the title off Strowman just so like mm-hmm. Roman could just win it, and we mm-hmm. didn't have that like transition for a weak champion kind of thing. Yeah. But. It's it's whatever Roman's champion we can move forward with it. Yeah, I'm that's, okay with it. at the end of the day, that's how I'm looking at it. Honestly, yeah. it's just like, all right, we got to Roman as yeah. champion again. You know, you're going to see him and Bray at some point again. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is which is exciting for me. Um, I'm liking the slow turn where he's basically just trying to do the bare minimum mm-hmm. right now. I think it's kind of a interesting take on the way to do it. I agree. I would have liked to see Roman come in there. I would have rather it been a seven minute match where Roman's in the whole time and yeah. just beats the crap out of both of them and wins it. And it's just like an aggressive beatdown where like he's just like slaughtering. Yeah, he just he just goes yeah. through and is just a badass. Instead, it was like, you know, which once again he's a heel, so it's a little slimy of a way. I agree with you though. Rest of the show, don't watch. If you want to see Roman get the title back, which we've been clamoring for literally since WrestleMania, um, watch the match. It's still an entertaining match. You know, they they go through some stuff. It's still physical. The rest of the card is not. It was funny. I was watching needed. something else yeah. while like watching wrestling with no sound on or whatever. Yeah, and. I text you when the match started I know. because Reigns didn't even enter. <laughs> I know, I'm like, is I he not in the match? I know. Because the announcers didn't even mention nope. that he didn't sign it yet. They were just like, all right, it's Fiend versus Strowman. I went, where is Reigns? Yeah, right. like, I know, I was like, do not sell me this match again. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. like, is he just not in the match for some reason? Right. Is he hurt? I, just, like, I was like, I don't know. I do think they had a little bit of a missed opportunity, and I honestly wouldn't mind seeing all three of them in a match again with kind of the same steps. But yeah. just them go for, you know, 15, 20, where it's just like, wow, this is a brawl, where they yeah. just beat the living dog crap out of I, each other. I love it. So, a, a little bit missed opportunity, but once again, the end result is Roman's champion, and I and think we'll we're, in, we're in a better place than we were yeah. four weeks ago, even. Um, all right, let's talk about All Out. I got a lot of hot takes on this show. I'm a little pissed off about this show, quite frankly. Um, and the reason why is this, right? First off, I don't think this show delivered... In almost any aspect, right? I, I legitimately am not... I was not happy after I purchased this pay-per-view and I watched and I go, I just wasted a lot of money on this show. Because, it, A, once again, the two... I, I don't want to say it's their detriment or not. You only have four pay-per-views a year, right? And if nothing happens on three and a half out of four of your pay-per-views, right... Starting to get a little pissed, okay? Yeah. That's number one. Number two, if, you know, we, we criticize WWE quite a bit on this show because a lot of times it feels like we're having a pay-per-view just to have a pay-per-view, right? Yeah. It's too many, back-to-back weeks. It's, it's ridiculous at times. But I'll tell you this right now. If WWE put on this exact same show that AEW just put out, we'd be crucifying these guys. And the fact that we still have people out there saying that, like, oh, you know, a long-term booking. Long-term what? They always have long-term booking. They have no choice but to do long-term booking because they've only got four big shows a year. And when they do have a big show, it doesn't. It hasn't delivered. We still at what, what was the one that we went to? Not full Revolution. Gear. Revolution. Revolution has still been their best show to date as an as a company that they've had. Right, and we've had two show, two big shows since then. The one before that was useless because nothing happened there either. I'm starting to get a little pissed because. 
I'm t- the the varnish for me for AEW has worn off. It is just another wrestling company at this point that you're supposed to be putting out. It's just like WWE. Like I I'm not going to nothing like that they do where I go, "Oh my gosh, this is hot, fresh, new and exciting." Nothing about this has been new, fresh and exciting. And the one person that they have on their roster, MJF, who we all talked about, we're like, "Okay, now's the time. Let's get the title on him and now we're rolling. He's going to be the JBL-ish type of heel, young guy." The only true homegrown talent that they have that doesn't have a lot of true exposure, right? Every other big name that they have has either been in WWE, was in TNA, or that, that most wrestling fans have some sort of background with. Mm-hmm. He's one of the few guys that they have at the top of the card that has none of that, right? The biggest thing he's wrestled for is like CZW, and no one's watching that. So, and and what do you do? You go out there and you have the 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 babyface champion outsmart the heel and pin him clean in the middle of the ring, and that's where we're going. And now we're trying to sell me on Lance Archer versus John Moxley as a main event match. Mm-hmm. I I don't get it. I'm not a fan of it. I don't understand what the hell they're doing, and I'm tired of them getting a pass. So there's no more passes anymore. I'm done. Giannis, I'm coming for you in a minute, so you be ready. But talk to me about, because you watched the show, you kind of skipped around a little bit on it. I, t- what was the point? What was the point? It just felt like an AEW Dynamite show. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I see, I, I will take Ugh. it where I like to, I guess, I guess more than you. Um, <laughs> the women's, match was, best, women's I, match was the best match on the card, in my opinion. Uh, I, I mean, maybe the tag, tag maybe the tag, the match, but... but uh, the women's match was definitely second, and yeah. then after that, it was, it's like a... A good decline until the world title match ends. Um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought the show I thought the show was actually good. I wouldn't say it's like great by any means. Um, no. By any means, no. Um, it was a just a good show that had some good matches on it, but not much happened, like you said. And I mean, that's really all there is to it, really. I right, mean, and and that's the thing. And like we're seeing some of the stuff, like the Matt Hardy incident. Right was a disaster. Right, yeah. obviously they didn't plan for him to get hurt. Right, but then when you're confused on whether or not you need to stop this match or not, and you're like, "Oh, he passed concussion protocol." How they paused the match for like thirty seconds, mm-hmm. and then they go. It's like they felt like they had to do that spot with Guevara, so that's why they did the spot. It was like, "Okay, we need to do this spot, and we're done with it." Yeah. No, because it, it was very poor time. It's not a great look. The Darby Allen spot where they put him in a body bag full of tacks and throw him out. Why? What for 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 people who always go, you know, why are you doing this? Right, I get it because in that instance, I go, what was the point of that? Yeah, I, it, it it and quote unquote, it looked like a cool spot, right? But you didn't hear about it the week after on Dynamite, and you nothing happened because of it. It's like we're just putting this guy out on a limb just because we can, yeah. and it made no sense, especially if Cage, the guy who's doing it, doesn't even win the freaking match. Mm-hmm. Like he just. By the way, he's done now. You know what I mean? I just like it. It doesn't make any sense to me. And and you and once again, for me, and you look at their roster now. You got a lot of guys on this roster that are very talented. That in North America, especially, maybe haven't had the exposure that some of these other guys have. And yet, I got Dean Ambrose as my W as my AEW champion. I got the Revival as my tag champs, and I've got Luke Harper as my TNT champion right now. So you got nothing but WWE guys holding their former title. And the difference, and you can make the comparisons to WCW, but at least WCW, when they signed guys from WWE, they signed the big stars. Not the middle, lower card guys that you're now trying to pass off as the big stars. Lance Archer, former WWE guy. Blue Carper, you got 
Cody. I mean, Cody was, you know, an intercontinental champion, whatever. But point. my point being is that you're, you're trying to elevate some of these guys to make them seem like they're bigger than they are. I'm going to be honest with you. Matt Cardona doesn't move the needle for me anymore. Sorry. Just doesn't, right? I just, I'm getting very frustrated right now because I was I, I was excited the first couple months that they were on TV. I was really excited after Revolution. I was like, all right, we're moving in the right direction. Like, I'm not even mad that Moxley's champion. But when you're when you have him as champion at the expense of the only guy that you have successfully gotten over in your company since its since its inception, mm-hmm. and you just beat him clean, and this is like, oh, okay, fine. And now we're gonna have to wait what another six months before he gets another shot at it. I'm just I don't know. I, I, maybe I'm on my soapbox here a little bit. I've just been very very frustrated with it. Like. Yeah. I'm frustrated with WWE. They throw away pay-per-views like it's nothing. I get that. And I and you can criticize it all you want. But you know something? I at some at times where I go, okay, you want to make me pay 60 bucks to watch this pay-per-view and or 50 bucks, whatever the heck it is, and you don't give me anything that was noteworthy on this show, and everything is basically the same mm-hmm. coming out of it, drives me nuts. It's the same thing with WrestleMania. If nothing happens at WrestleMania, I lose my mind. That's why we don't like SummerSlam. Because nothing ever happens at SummerSlam. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I, I give this show a D. I'm not even I'm not even like being nice about it. Like I like I said, I thought it underdelivered for your biggest show of the year. So if it's your biggest show of the year, new things need to come from it. Nothing new has come from it. I get it. Kenny's kind of a bad guy now. Great. But we already knew that was kind of coming. Okay? Nothing else was yes. there. So once again. Give me something to care about because right now, I don't care about anything. All I know right now is that you're repackaging old WWE guys and making them feel like they're more important, but they're not. Nobody, and it's not. I don't care about the ratings. I don't care about anything else. They're not. Say what you want about WWE. Yeah, NXT's whole roster is old Ring of Honor and PWG guys. But you know what? At least they're going out there and elevating those guys into higher into higher stratospheres. AEW's not doing that. Just because you put a belt on a guy doesn't mean you're elevating him. There, there's a big difference there. Sorry, had to get that out. Very frustrated. I'm tired of them getting a pass. What do you give this show? Oh, I give it like a C. Okay, like a C plus. Okay, yeah. Mike's extra hard greeting skill. I love it. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I had to well, get that. I, I, I had to get that off my chest. I, I, I just, it's just very frustrating. See, like I compare it to like most of the <sighs> WWE shows that have been going on. Yeah. And I actually enjoyed like. Most of the WWE shows, I don't even enjoy most of the, like any of the matches on the show. I enjoyed I two enjoy, matches on this I, card. I enjoyed. Well, I actually enjoyed like four or five matches yeah. on this card, but not to the level of like wow, like ever like Revolution. I was like every single match, I was like, oh, like, like that was really good. Yeah, yeah. It, these it, matches were just like solid. Like you could have had them on TV, yeah. but they were also just solid matches. Like yeah. like the Bucks and Jurassic Express it was very I was like, good. I was like, it was, it was a good, good match. Yes. Now, did anything come from it or did anything? Happen? No, no, it was just. A but match, I just right. thought it was a really good opening match. Like, I agree. I'm not like there but were some of those matches where I'm just I, like I'm fine with I'm fine with that. Yeah. Right. Like if you want to have matches like that where it's like, hey, let's just get everybody going. Like let's get the yeah, juices exactly. flowing yeah. a little bit. I'm cool with that. That's not the stuff I'm criticizing. What I'm criticizing is your your ABC storylines right now. It's the same criticism. It's finally we're getting something on the page Omega side because I've been waiting a year for that. But outside of that. Moxley as champion does not work. We, it's, 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 it's like I'm sorry, it doesn't. But even if you want to go that route, then you should not have fed MJF to him. Anybody else in this scenario, you could have broke Kenny and Paige up right after uh, the last show they did. What was the show? Uh, Fighter Fest. And you could have had one of those guys go for it if you wanted to do that. And then, honestly, if you had beaten Kenny, then Kenny could have then made the turn and it would have made a lot more sense. It like. 
there's ways they could have done it not sacrificing your top heel because now you have to rebuild him up at the expense of more guys that you want to get over. It, mm-hmm. it's you're, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Okay, I'm off that. Let's talk NBA playoffs, though, because i got another soapbox. Jump on here in a second. But I think you're going to be on this one with me. All right, so we got the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, we got the Miami Heat. We got the Boston Celtics. Okay, Western Conference, we got the Lakers. I'm going to assume it's yeah. going to be the Clippers. So, a, so, so to fill in the blank there, as <sighs> of this recording, we record on Sunday. It is now 1130. noon-ish. Yeah. So the Clippers-Nuggets game six has not happened yet, yeah. and it could be forced to game seven, which would happen on Tuesday. So we don't know which one win. I'm going to take the assumption Clippers will win. Yeah. Um, that's kind of, I guess, my prediction. Yeah, on whether, it. it's, whether but, it's today or but Tuesday. But we're going to talk about both matchups that could happen. Right, for sure. Um, but I'll there's like, one team that was excluded from the four teams that we, five teams that we just mentioned, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and there's a reason why, because they got the doors dusted off them. <laughs> and now I made the promise, the decree... <laughs> That if the Bucks did not make the NBA Finals, Mr. Back-to-Back MVPs, that I was going to go ham in the paint on some people. So Giannis, onto the blah, blah, blah. Okay. What the hell? Okay. got to calm it down here for a second. I'm, I'm at like a nine right now. Sorry. I Some, Push I, it back down to a yeah, five. I know. I, I got to gotta recompose here. I'm sorry. The Lions are coming up. I'm nervous. I'm stressed uh, it's a lot, out. It's a lot of stuff. Right Talk to me. I want to ask you first, right? What are your thoughts? I'm not even talking games four and five, right? That's the fine. ankle injury, whatever. I think he tapped out a little bit because if I, I think if it was 2-1 or you were up 2-1, I think he plays, but that's beside the point. But even so, even if it's, even if it's dire needs, whatever. The first three games, uninspired, lackluster basketball, he did not play a factor, and he wasn't good. He didn't. Yeah. He wasn't contributing, and it's and it's obvious due to the fact that games four and five looked more comp. They looked more competent without him. Well, I I I acute to it to the fact that I also think that he doesn't have the jump shot, which is, I no. thought was his big downfall. They exposed him as yeah. a one-dimensional guy Every, offensively. Everyone everyone is exposing like yes. you look at the Lakers Rockets game and they just exposed Russell Westbrook for not yeah. being able to shoot right shoot three at all. shoot them all just yeah. shoot anything you want because yeah. you're not going to make it. Yeah. And they did the exact same thing to Giannis. And when the ball goes through Giannis every single play, mm-hmm. that you go down on the offensive side and you don't have that guy who can you know make a jump shot uh, consistently. You're he's a good shooter, mm-hmm. good, nothing special. They're all basketball players. They all know how to yeah, shoot. Yeah, they the all ball. know how to shoot basketball. Right. But it doesn't do it. He doesn't do it consistently consistently enough. No. To the fact where it's like I'll stand bam out of body, sits in the paint, and goes shoot, shoot exactly. And, and if you miss, I'll just get the board because you're not going to be down here getting boards. Yep. Because you don't have a big guy to get the boards. Yep. So I think that that's really where the game kind of went was in cr- in crunch time. Miami Heat was like, here's Duncan Robinson, here's Tyler Hero, here's yeah. Jimmy Butler, here's right. name. Here's Iguodala coming off the bench. And, and, yeah. Andre Iguodala. Right. But the Bucks don't have that guy. And when you think you need the bucket, you look at the Lakers and Clippers who are like, LeBron, Ka- Kawhi, we need a bucket. Giannis is not that guy. Giannis right now hasn't delivered that. And that's that's my bucket. and that and that is my argument, right? Is that you cannot first off, shouldn't be league MVP. It's number one. Should not be. LeBron should. It's just what it is. Should have just, five. Just deal with it. Second of all, you cannot if you have the best record in the NBA and the and the the mandate is get to the finals. I didn't even I don't think I've maybe I'm wrong. If you want to go back in the archives and tell me I'm wrong, but I wasn't even on record saying they should win. They theoretically should have been favorites to get there at least because they had the best record. You're the number one seed. Yeah, you, you had struggles with the Orlando. Okay, let's be real. That's I right. can't even name people on Orlando outside of Aaron Gordon. 
So the fact that... Who didn't even play. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you still lost game one. Point being is this, right? I don't want to hear another thing about the Greek freak until he can get out of his own way and develop a semi-competent jump shot game. Because guess what? The way his game works right now does not work in modern day NBA. If you can't step out of the paint and make a jump shot or make a three, you are so limited in your... So what Andre? That's why Andre Drummond is not going to be a max player after this contract ends with Cleveland because he can't shoot, right? It's the same reason why guys like Westbrook and Eric Bledsoe and some of these point guards that are super high explosive, okay, great, you can drive and go. But when it comes down to crunch time, when I'm an LA Laker team, when I've got three shooters, not including LeBron or Anthony Davis, ready to go, I'm going to say, take every jump shot you want because I know you're not going to make it. And if you do, oh, good for you. Blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. But until then, I'm going to live and die by the fact that I know you can't make shot. It is, it is imperative that we stop putting some of these guys so quickly up on a mantle when in the biggest of moments, they continuously fail. And that's the same thing. That's the same thing we crucify guys like LeBron for. It's the same thing we will crucify Le- Kawhi for if they somehow blow this series. I'm going to go nuts on Paul George if that happens. But it is ridiculous to think that in any way, circumstance, that any of these guys right now can come close. It's the same reason why Curry should. And we should have started that show when that Cleveland series was going on because I would have, I would have crucif- I would have just absolutely destroyed Stephen Curry for that series I because cried. he was awful and nobody said a damn word about it. Right? It was, and maybe because he was lucky because he got overshadowed by the fact that they that Cleveland won and yippity doo dah. But. It was terrible then, right? There are certain stuff in this where you can't... Everyone's so eager to crown a new king when the same guy's been doing it for 15 years. And this is coming from a person who doesn't even like him. I don't even like LeBron James. I root against him more often than not. But damn, you you cannot, until somebody tells me otherwise, that in the fourth quarter, when I need a, fall, a solid 12 minutes where one guy's going to go ham, he's the guy. And, and Kawhi's got a shot right now to knock this Lakers team off if they win this series, which, once again, we're assuming they will. they got a shot to knock him off, and if LeBron loses in the finals to the Heat, I'm going to give him crap too because they should have won. It's all fair game right now, but the fact that nobody is talking about the fact that Giannis was completely useless for th- seven games, I'm going to take even the Magic because he should have never even came close, is absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that they're going to hand him an MVP trophy at the end of all this is absolutely garbage. Well, absolutely garbage. They're handing him one via Zoom. Yeah, fine. Because you know what? He doesn't even deserve a piece of paper that says you won MVP. Yeah. He deserves a, you are really good in the regular season because the East sucks. That's what you should get as a credential because that's about it. Because a team that can play relatively good defense, now I'm not going to discount the Heat. The Miami Heat have been very good. Miami Heat have been great defense, and Eric Spolster has been coaching his ass off. But regardless, when the Miami Heat's best player, Jimmy Butler, shoots one time in the fourth quarter until like two minutes left in said quarter, and they are are still up in the game, that's how you know that you have no answers and that you are not a complete basketball team. I don't want to talk about it. It's, It's over. Okay, and he's probably going to leave now, too. And he's going to go to a team. He's going to go to Miami. Yeah, he's going to go to Miami, or he's going to go to Golden State, and they're going to win championships because he doesn't have to do it all because, once again, he's not the he's not the phenomenon that we all thought he was. Shit, i take Luka right now because at least Luka can get other people involved. Yeah. He can shoot it. I mean, he can't make a free throw, but neither can Gian- Giannis. So I'm not... I'm not 
Oh, God. Okay, so anyway. All right. All right, so I want to talk about this, though. Okay, so um, are we talking about the conference games? Yeah, now? I want to talk about the conference games okay. now. Sorry, I got my I got my Giannis soapbox thing over with. Um, the Miami oh, Heat... Do we have my, any more soapboxes today? No. I'm going to talk about Jake's name a little bit, but they did win, so I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass. Okay. But um, but Miami and, and Boston, though, who do you got in this series, like, legitimately? Because, like, they both played relatively well. Jason Tatum is not, by the way. No more soapboxes. But... At the same time, they're they're pretty deep. Uh, both both teams are right. I'm I'm loving Miami's defense though. That to me is then the one thing where it's like when they truly settled it. And you saw, I don't. Did you watch? You watch Game Five, right? Mm-hmm. Where at one point they were kind of going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But then at one point it just looked like it was like I think Eric Spolster called a timeout, and then it was like a a metamorphosis on this team where it was just like, by the way, get your heads out of your asses and locked up. And then they proceeded to lock people down. On the Bucks side, like it didn't matter if it was Middleton or if it was Bledsoe or Lopez or Corver or anybody. Miami's defense just went boa constrictor on these guys and locked them down. So I, I've got Miami. I'm gonna say it's hard for me to be like, all right, in six, yeah. but I'm, I guess I'll say seven. But I could see it going six. But I think Miami's got the hot hand right now. The fact that Jimmy Butler doesn't need to put up forty, mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, by the way. I'm just kind of playing, yeah. and they're still winning is a testament to how good defensively they're playing, and also Eric Spolstra is coaching out of his mind. There should be a second Coach of the Year award for just the bubble, because mm-hmm. he deserves it. Yeah, I, I would probably tend to go Miami also. Yeah. Um, Boston, I think, has more players and is a little more deep. Yeah. than Miami is, but yes. Miami has been balling out, like you said, mm-hmm. so I will also take uh, Miami probably in seven. I think seven's the fair a fair number. I don't think I could say. I I don't think I could honestly like when I went into this Bucks Heat series. For one thing, when we do it, I was like, I don't think the Bucks will lose. But no, I, think, I didn't think. So uh, but I was like, I was like, they're, they're so gonna good. give them a fight. I was like, they're giving them a fight. It's probably gonna go six or seven or something. Yep. So I'm gonna say the same thing where I'm like, I think the Heat can win. I think their defense can lock them down. But I'm like, but I can't say it's gonna be like, oh, in five. Like mm-hmm. I, I think they're gonna dogfight them. Mm-hmm. Six. Mm-hmm. I do think though that the Heat will probably, more likely than not, will go out like two zero on yeah. Boston, yeah. and Boston's like gonna, gonna be fight from behind. I have to fight to get in. That and here's the thing. I think this is gonna be the series for both, right? Because I think if 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 Denver wins, switching to the Western Conference, we're gonna do a more in depth as the series kind of goes and progresses yeah. because it's you know we're we still don't have it locked in officially here, but. Um, with with Denver, if Denver somehow pulls out the upset and wins three straight games and beats the Clippers, right? I think Denver loses in five. No yeah. offense, it's just what it is. It's it's one of the, even if Denver wins game one, which has happened in both series, with uh, which is weird. It's almost like they're like, all right, let's just give you a little bit of hope, just so we can step on your throat and be done with it. But um, I don't think that they just don't have enough. They don't yeah. have enough proven guys outside of. Uh, Jokic and what's the the what's Jamal, Murray. Jamal Murray? Thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't think you know what I mean? when you compare them to the Lakers and who the Lakers have played, I don't think they have the firepower. No, like and I even That's think what I'm saying, they don't have another guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think the Clippers. To be honest, this is why I'm not as concerned. I mean, once we get into it and if they go down one zero or two zero, then I'll be worried. Obviously, yeah. but going into like game one, if it's Clippers or Nuggets, when you played Portland, who's supposedly been like the hottest team in the bubble mm-hmm. and has his hot hand and stuff, and then you play Houston, who's pretty good defensively and has five guys because they go small who can all pretty much shoot for the most part, mm-hmm. and you're able to shut those guys down. 
then I'm I'm more comfortable with okay, you're more of a mid range game because that's what the Lakers are. Is they're right. more of a mid range game too. <laughs> they go inside, they dominate the paint and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel more confident that's not going to be shootouts. No, and I feel more confident the Lakers winning. 89-85 than I do them having to go shoot out and go like 121-19 Correct, somebody. correct. I think why, and I think too, you're, I, honestly no offense Denver, but like I really want to see the Clippers just close this out and be done I with just, it. Oh, because I, we, we really just need to see it. Like I'm tired yeah. of talking about it. I really just want to just be like alright, what's sure. the team and let, let's go. Let's you know go. what I mean? Because a, it'll be fun for me because no matter who loses, I get to rip them a new one. And two, be you know when you look at the when you look at these teams, right? They're built so differently, right? And it is not going to come down to. I know a lot of people want to make this between LeBron versus Kawhi, which is at the root of it. I guess you can say that's what it is. But at the same time, it's really not going to come down to either one of them. It's because you know if 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 uh, if LeBron puts up thirty and Kawhi puts up thirty, that's it's like. Okay, but then it becomes, it's Paul George, who, by the way, is getting a pass as of right now, but if they lose, I am going to hurt Paul some George versus Anthony Davis. Exactly. And right now, even though Anthony Davis has been very up and down these yeah. playoffs, he's been a hell of a lot more consistent than Paul George having one 30-point night, followed by a proceeding of nothing but garbage basketball for the next 12 days. So that's the – and then after that even, even let's just say they're at even keel, right? They're both somewhat inconsistent. Okay, now it's like, okay, well, you got Rondo's playing really well. you got Caruso's giving you good minutes. You've got, you know, Kuzma is, I'm, is bound to at some point come out of it, right? You've got – um, Marcus Morris coming out, right? And then, but at the other side, on the okay, you got Pat Beverly, we got Montrez Harrell, you got Markeith. Mar- like, there's a lot of intrigue here with both of these teams. I expect this series to go seven, and I expect it to be the best. I expect both these series, Mike, to be really a best out of three. I think both teams get two wins, no matter how it happens. And then after that, it's like, okay, these next three games, crunch time. Yeah. Like let's go. What what's gonna happen? I really think that's gonna wind up being like the yeah. the way it go, go goes down. Give me your give me your NBA Finals matchup right now. Uh, I told Before my, we go off the air. I here. told all my friends uh, yesterday when I was hanging out with them, yeah. it's gonna be Lakers Heat. Lakers Heat. Yeah, I it's think so too. Right until now. I see something on a Paul. And I think I think I, I think, think it, on a Paul George. if you're if you're if you're anybody that. Uh, is into the maybe it's like rigged or whatever for anybody. I think that's the best storyline. Oh yeah, Lakers Heat. Oh yeah, for sure. For you know, you got the Heat team that hasn't been in the final since LeBron left, and you got all that stuff. And it's if the Heat win somehow this entire thing though, real quick. If he if they win the whole thing, how crazy would that be? Yeah. Like if like of all of a sudden it's like oh by the way you know like this you know four seed just coming out of nowhere mm-hmm. and like hey whatever like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Exactly. Like, That's what so, I mean. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, so nuts. Like, so it, it's you know like I mean? LeBron versus his former team where he won two championships. Like, yep. I think that's like the best story. Yes, um, for sure. Or you could get Lakers-Celtics, and it's just like a historic then, rivalry. Yeah, so classic I think, is all. I, think it's just good. If, I will say this, though. I think that the Heat would be better off getting to the finals if the Lake like if we're if we're gonna like it's an assumption that the Lakers get to the finals, then the Heat match up better than the Lake than the Celtics yeah, do, do for a lot of reasons. And we'll talk about that if we get that matchup for sure. Alright, that's gonna be it for episode ninety four. I'm sorry I kinda went off on some tangents today. I got a little angry. I had a lot of stuff built up. We didn't have to talk last week, Mike, so I was wow. missing out on some stuff. But that's gonna be it for this week's show. For always, he's the missing whale man, he's the Merc Zone, I'm the mouth of Michigan, and we will see you guys as always next time.